Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. My name is Sarah Grandinetti, and I am your host today, joined by Joanne. Papa Petros. I, am, <laughs> I, I have so much fun with last names. So um, I practice and then we see what shows up when we push record. Um, Joanne is an access consciousness facilitator and business owner in hair and beauty, as well as facilitating classes. She has been a seeker all her life. And since using the access consciousness tools, her life in all areas has become way more fun, constantly creating a greater reality in all areas. One of her many favorite tools is how does it get better than this? Welcome, Joanne. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're it's a pleasure. So welcome. So why don't we start with your favorite tool? So how do you use that question to create greater possibilities? Because what I hear and what I've um, actually had told myself for so long before I really dove into the tools was, it can't be that easy. You can't just ask a question, have something greater show up. That's that's too simple. So can you talk to me about how you'd love to use that tool? Yeah, I, I actually love using it with everything. Places I go to and, you know, money flows, um, my day, even when something's crappy. <laughs> um, everywhere, it's, it's like it totally dissolves that limitation where something can't show up greater whether it's an amazing day and it's like, how does it get better than this? Thank you, universe. Or whether it's like, you know, a shitty situation where you're being stopped um, with something you want to be doing and you're like, how does it get better than this? It sort of gets you out of that headspace of being really negative about it. Yeah, it just sort of creates like a, a lot of free space. Yeah. And it's so funny because we're not used to creating our lives from free space. <laughs> Yeah, it's usually yeah. like from one problem to the next problem, and then yeah. we become the problem solvers that um, you know deserve trophies for creating all the problems that we can actually solve, um, and having a life filled with problems rather than possibilities. So, I absolutely love that tool too, and I love um, your take on it as well. So today we were talking about too about about getting out of judgment of yourself and what that actually creates because. Um, what we know to be true is that we grew up in a world where you have to find out what's wrong with you so you can finally get you right. And, um, and <laughs> then at some point, you'll be free of all the judgment because you fixed everything by judging you. Um, uh, and you'll no longer have to judge you because you will finally be right. And what we talk about in Access Consciousness is often that the good and right judgment also limits you. So can you talk about um, your journey with getting out of judgment of yourself? Yeah, I think um, judgment was my best friend. <laughs> I think I bought every um, every judgment as true and real. So, yeah, it's amazing as I started to use all the access tools, how much freer I've become and, you know, not valuing judgments anymore. And, you know, the difference it's created, like with the judgments, it's like you're always trying to fit in 
you know, I mean, where do you start? We could start with body. <laughs> Being in the beauty industry, you know, the hair and beauty, it's like, you know, how much do people judge themselves as soon as they sit in front of a mirror? I mean, and it's not the only place you judge yourself. Like that's just what you walk around doing all the time. And then as soon as you're no longer valuing your judgments and, you know, you just become so free. You're like, wow, when did I buy this lie is true and real? And judgments are not true and real. You know, judgments are just designed to destroy us and to stop us from being us. And so as soon as I discovered, like, how many lies I bought as true and real, it's like, oh, my God, like a whole new reality opens up where I can no longer, you know, choose to buy that. And now it's like a whole different reality opens up where I can be grateful for my body, grateful for me, not trying to fit into anybody's reality. You know, so much fun. And then it's like, you know, you get to be that for others, like in conversations and, and help free other people where they really limit themselves with judgments and buy all those stories as true and real. So you mentioned the hair and beauty industry, and that's one thing that we have in common. Um, I've been in the hair and beauty industry for 16, 17 years. I don't know. I lost count. Yeah. And um, one of the things that was actually, um, difficult for me to swallow was was the projection just of the beauty industry period that if you work in the beauty industry or enjoy playing with hair and makeup then you must be a judgmental bitch to begin with because why would you want to um, spruce something up if uh the only way to totally. get there is by judging it as wrong and bad in the first place and totally so for me it was always about the play and the exploration of what we could do with our beauty and do with the things that are available to us like makeup and hair and styling and different things. And um, so I was always kind of up against uh, that projection of being shallow, uh, of being somebody who, who only cares about that or somebody <laughs> who um, had to judge myself as ugly before I put on my makeup rather than it's just a different expression of my beauty. And so can you talk a little bit about that experience um, in the industry and where the tools of access consciousness has actually contributed to um, you having more awareness around what's possible with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, it's funny because I remember as a little girl just playing with hair and makeup and just loving that. And that was, you know, that was my thing, just making everything like colorful and it's like art. But then it's like, you're right, so many people made that wrong. It's like, you know, why can't you be without your nail polish? Why can't you be without your, your, your makeup and your hair done? But it's like, it's just fun for me. It's like super fun to, you know, make people's hair look pretty and do all sorts of different things with their hair. And, you know, I see that a lot with people. It's like they walk away feeling different because they, they're actually playing with their hair, playing with like the art of makeup. And it is a contribution. And what would it be like if, you know, people would be willing to have more play with their, their hair and their face and not make it wrong and not because there's something wrong with it? You know, again, it's like totally getting out of wrongness of you. If there's nothing wrong with you, like what else is possible? Like how much more fun could you have with doing your hair? What colour do you want to be this month? You know, what lipstick do you want to wear? What would be fun to wear with your outfit? It's almost like clothing, you know, like just having a whole different look. and. Um, totally getting out of wrongness it's like if there's nothing wrong with me what else would I play with you know like with with that 
Yeah, I know like for me, um, when I really started to play with the tools and and then would meet with somebody um, in my chair as a stylist, I started to see that the majority of, especially women, men too though, but um, would sit down and say, okay, I want bangs because I hate my forehead. I want length because I hate my chin. Uh, Don't take it too short in the back because Mm. I have a hunchback and like all of the things that were wrong. And what they were trying to fix with the beauty industry rather than accentuating the things that were beautiful. Mm. And um, so how many of us are walking around right now with um, some sort of hiding or disguise of all the things that we judge rather than looking at all Mm. of the things that are working and that we actually love about our beauty and our bodies and accentuating those things. And that's, that's really what I've seen the gift of the beauty industry and what's interesting and in that having this conversation with you is um that was so not the target of the overall industry that I felt like an alien all the time so someone would sit down and say you know here are all the wrong things about me will you make them right and Mm. and I would often say it's a comb not a wand you know I can't I can't wave this comb and make you love yourself but what I can do is um show you the things that I see through my eyes aren't judging you as hard as you're judging you and see yeah. what, see what we can accentuate. But because I was walking around in that industry, kind of like an alien, um, I, I had to judge me as being too weird to be in the beauty industry because I couldn't find the judgments of the beauty industry. So yeah, have you, right. Have you had, yeah. um, had you had those experiences like that? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. Well, actually, now that you're saying it, it's like I can see it so much more. Um, I noticed that, yeah, like with social media, like there's this, you know, intensity of, you know, people trying to compete or, you know, who's just prettier and more perfect. And it's like, you know, it doesn't interest me. It's like, what if we didn't have to be perfect? What if we could just love who we are and have fun with it? And what if we didn't have to prove? Yeah, it's that, you know, that proving. You know, if you didn't have to prove and you could just choose, what would contribute to you, what would make you feel good for the day or for the month for your hair colour, whatever it was, you know, or your, your, your hairstyle. If you didn't have to prove and you just choose what would be fun for you, what would contribute to you, then it's like a whole different reality rather than trying to get it right, you know, trying to be perfect, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny. One of the things I've said before is like, you know, if you were driving a car where there's only one of a kind, you would be so excited to share, share that car and show it off because there's only one made there. Only one came off, you know, the, the, the line, the, what do they call that? Whatever that is, um, and distribution, right? So only one of yeah. those was created. And so we're like, Oh my God, you got to see this car. There's not another car like it. And then it's really exciting. But with our beauty, we are one of a kind. And yet if we're one of a kind, it doesn't have the same value when you add all the judgments of this reality, because what you're supposed to do with your beauty in this reality is find what's perfect, find Mm. what sells, find the most airbrushed image and make it real, judge yourself by it, and then try to morph yourself by using the beauty techniques or the, you know, hair tools or the makeup or whatever to look like someone else rather than acknowledging the gift that we be in the uniqueness that we be like that car. That's one of a kind. And so what, what invitation can we be today with this conversation for people to actually acknowledge the, the one of a kind gift that they be with their beauty? 
and their being? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a great question. And what reality could be created for everybody if they chose to come out of judgment of them and be grateful for them and choose everything that contributes to them? What do you, Joanne, what do you know about good judgment? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's kind of like saying, well, this is right. So, yeah, it's beautiful because it's right. You know, that's another one that, uh, that's another one that's just as bad as, you know, making yourself wrong. It's like, you know, oh, you know, I've got my Botox done, so I've got no wrinkles, so I've got it right. So it's perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because yeah, you see people, they sit in front of the mirror and like, oh, my God, I can't look at myself. You know, I haven't had my Botox done. And it's, you know, that positive judgment that, you know, something looks a certain way, then it's perfect and right. Yeah. And, those, and what I, what I love to explore too, is that like often like the bad and wrong things are about you or the things that you're actually maybe willing to ask a question about to change. Cause you, <laughs> the, the ache of the wrongness is actually what eats at you, but yeah. it's, but what's more say dangerous, if you will, dun, 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 more dangerous, um, is all the places mm. you've made you, your body. Yeah. Right. Um, because those are the things you won't let go of, even if they're limiting you. Yeah. You've totally. finally got it right. So you won't, even if there's greater beyond that, whatever that is for you, um, you won't choose it because you're afraid you'll land back in wrongness land. So you hold on to your good and right judgments of you a lot stronger yeah. than you, um, your wrong judgments. And what's interesting is um, what I know to be true is that good and right are equal. Um <laughs> They're yeah. both judgments. They're not, one's yeah. not better than the other or less than the other. If, if you're doing anything um, from good or right, um, bad or wrong, uh, then you're limiting possibility. And so, um, which brings me to the tool that we use in Access Consciousness, which is interesting point of view. And so I'd love to hear. I love that. Love yeah. To, what do you know about int- the interesting point of view tool? Oh my God. Well, I think I was a walking, talking point of view <laughs> until I started to use, well, and when I started to use that tool, oh my God, started to see so many of my point of views and still catch myself. It's so easy to um, get caught up in this reality, you know, like when you put on weight and it's, you know, what you just said, it's like, you know, trying to get it right. Oh, oh my God, you know, lo- I've got to lose that weight. And then you lose that weight and now I've got it right. <laughs> and it's like, well, interesting point of view. I have the point of view, you know, that there's something wrong or that I have to get it right. And it's like, what if you could just be grateful for you? And then what does that create? So exactly. much more space, so much more space, like getting out of judgment. It's such a gift, but it's like, you've got to choose it. And the interesting point of view is like such a gift. You know, as soon as you hear that, if you really sort of sit with it, you know, and just have it, like just have it sitting in, in, in your mind all the time, it's like you can just start to see everywhere you do have point of views that are popping up and choose something different. Yeah, and we all have points of view. And what's interesting is um, I'll see people that like, you know, first start out with access tools and um, sure the target is to not have any polarized points of view ones Mm. that you're not like fixed points of view ones that you're not willing to give up but we all have points of view because we look at the world from totally different places and 
one of the ways yeah. that I describe this is a point of view is literally where you're standing, looking at something. So if yeah. you and I were to cl- climb to the top of a mountain, I went to one side, you went to the one, another side, and we both looked down um, at the view. It's like you fighting me and telling me that your point of view on the view is greater than where I'm standing. And I'm saying, um, no, you should stand over here because the view is way better over here. But it, it's just our interesting points of view of where we stand that create you know, us digging our heels in and deciding that this is the right and good thing rather than being willing to walk across the whole mountaintop and see the view from any vantage point. And so this tool that we're talking about right now for our listeners is called interesting point of view. And it's really, you basically, um, when you perceive you're really like fixed on something that this is the good and right way, or that's the wrong and bad way. And you like have such a, a, a solidity in your world about something and it cannot change. You will not let it change. You're fighting to the death that it doesn't change. You go, oh, okay, cool. I have a fixed point of view. Don't judge you. You're not wrong. You just have a fixed point of view. Okay, cool. So then what you do is you say, interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. Interesting point of view. I have this point of view. And you do it over and over again until it lightens up and you're willing to actually look from a different point of view. And um, it's not that the other person is right and now you are wrong or you are wrong and they are right or any of that. It's just willing to look from a different vantage point on that mountaintop at the same thing and see what you see. And um, so feel free to take that tool. If you're listening to this podcast and you've never heard it before, um, anytime you're in some sort of, you know, a great place to use it is conflict. So if you're in a conflict with yeah. another person and they're like, it's this way, and you're like, no, 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 it's this way. If you stop for a second, <laughs> even in your head, say over and over, interesting point of view, I have this point of view. And then you can say interesting point of view. They have that point of view and do that a number of times. You just create a lightness around um, the solidity that's up and you're willing then to look from a place you weren't willing to look from to maybe create a solution for whatever is going on. And um, one of the ways that I've used this with the beauty industry is to do that for every point of view you have about your beauty or your body. So look at, look at, if you hate your nose, look at your nose and go, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view, interesting point of view. I have this point of view about my nose. So I know, like I was told as a little girl that I would drown in a rainstorm. So now all all of our listeners are going to go look at my nose on the, on the graphic probably. (laughs) But, um, So my, my family projected at me that I had like a pig nose that if rain were to fall from the sky, that uh, water would get in it and I would drown. And so, oh my God. yeah, so <laughs> I, I almost felt like I had to, this was like my grandma, my great aunt, yeah. my mom, like people who were supposed to be telling me how beautiful I am all the time. And um, so when I started to use that tool with my nose, I was like, well, that is, <laughs> that's something I bought that that was their point of view. I actually love my nose. And there's really nothing that anybody can tell me about. Yeah. I love that. What you said, the people that were meant to tell you how beautiful you are, you know, like you cry by your mom. Exactly that, like right there. It's like, you know, you started to buy the lies of judgment that were as true and real when they weren't. It's that thing right there that's, you know, it's like you really got to go there and go, where did I, where did I buy all this? And is it true and real? And when did it start? Because that's that's literally where you start to get free. When you go, oh my god, I bought this is true and real when I was a kid, and it's not. There's, you know, um, all of that stuff. I love how you explained that. It's so true. And there's nothing wrong with you. And it's like getting out of judgment. It's like you're amazing. You're a gift. 
Yeah. And everywhere, the, the another way it's people, our listeners can look at this too, is if you've ever been compared to a parent. So if you're told your whole life that you look like your mom or you look like your dad, then we, we start to energetically um, create the same body yes. as them because it was projected at, at us. And so there's so many things about me, my shape, my body that were similar to certain parts of my parents. And so it was like, oh, you have your dad's this. Oh, you have your mom's that. And so then every time I saw my mom's that, I had to go into my mom's world and see how she felt about That's that. That's right. You know? Yes, exactly. So how many of her judgments and your dad's judgments have you bought as your own judgments as true and real that are a lie? <laughs> I mean, every judgment is a lie. So how many lies, you know, have we all bought? Yeah. I mean, even about what you're allowed to like on your body, it's funny, even this, I I see this show up too with like kids and what they're willing to eat. So Mm. I have a stepdaughter and she would never drink milk. Like she hated it since she was little. And one day I just asked her, I was like, who does that belong to? Without her even really understanding that tool, that's another tool in access. She goes, my mom hates milk. So whenever she'd go to her mom's house, she would, in in order to connect with her mom, she had Amazing. to n- not yes. like milk, you know? And so yes. if, if I have my mom's feet and my mom hates her feet, then I'm supposed to just hate my feet. But what Thank if you. I yeah. liked my feet? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that, you know, and I love, yeah, let's go there because it's like, this, it's a connection point. It's like how you connect with fitting in with people that you love and value and care for. It's like the most important people, like who did you love the most and how much did you have to fit into their judgments without even realizing it? <laughs> yeah. I um have seen this so many times um even uh with with like male clients who are coming in. My wife told me I'm going bald. And then in order to solidify his wife's reality and align and agree with her because that's how we create relationship here yeah. in this reality. Um he had to start going bald so that he could, you know, yeah. produce what she saw rather than yeah. you know, what would you like to create with you? Yeah. With, your wow. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's wild how we do that. Exactly. It's like, you know, to create relationship in this reality, because it's like, how scary is it to have your own reality? It's like, what if you have to be alone and have no connection points? You know, it's like, it's such an uncomfortable thing for, you know, people to get to or to choose or to look at that. They, I think they don't even see it. You know, it's like that you're connecting with everybody based on their judgments. Like how much do you fit into all of your family's judgments, your partner's judgments, your, you know, like everybody. And it's like, what if you no longer chose that? What if you chose to be you? Then what? What would your reality be? Amen, sister. And <laughs> for those of us, for those out here, maybe listening to this podcast for the first time and you're like, I don't, I don't choose people based on their judgments. Well, what I'd like to invite you to is how many times have you said, oh, I met this person and we have so much in common. Well, a lot of in common isn't um, a, there's this person that is so uniquely them that I'm inspired to be uniquely me. Or is it, wow, we like the same movies. We like the same food. We like the same music. Therefore we're a good fit. And that's matching whatever their judgments of how they'd like to create their reality and pulling it into yours, deciding that it fits and then creating a relationship based on um, someone else's point of view of reality. And it's not often that you're like, oh, I can't wait to date that person who I have nothing in common with. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I yeah. met this new person and uh, we don't like any of the same things. This should be fun. We don't do that. We like sameness here, which is why we started this yeah. podcast. Um, 
you know, shout out to the Being You Changing the World book by Dr. Dane here. If you have not purchased your copy yet, please get your booty over to beingyouchangingtheworld.com <laughs> yeah. or you can download that book um, on Audible as well uh, because Dr. Dane talks about the gift it is when you start to be you and how you start to change the world and you no longer have to find people that align and agree with you. You can actually choose people based on the gift they'll be in your life, not because you like the same you know, flavor of food or the same, you know, TV shows. So you can invite people who are going to invite you to, um, the greatness of you and they might not have, and I'm doing air quotes for those of you who cannot see me, which none of you can except Joanne, um, invite people in who like the same things as you, or, um, uh, that you have a lot of stuff in common with you can start to look from a different place and say, Hey, does this person actually inspire me to be more of me, whatever me is? Yeah. And what a contribution we can all be when we start to be us. Like what, what future are we creating when we sort of like inviting other people to be themselves as well? And so how much more freedom, like do you invite people to have in their life as well when you choose it? Ah, that's wonderful. So I'm going to ask you my, my podcast question now, no significance, but um, I ask everybody this and it's, it's basically that, so this podcast is called the power of being you. And if you had to write our show description, Joanne, what would you say the power of being you is? <laughs> wow. <laughs> the power of being you is like really getting out of wrongness, being the gift you are. Yeah. Be brave, be courageous. Be grateful and choose to be you. I love mm. that. Thank you. And, Thank uh, you. Where can our listeners find out more about you? So, um, well, great question. Okay, it's joannepavapetros.com. Yeah, and there's also on the Access Consciousness site, you can go into um, facilitators and it's joannepavapetros. So hopefully I'll be um, meeting some of you listeners sometime. And if not, Thank you for listening. And Sarah, thank you so much for today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Yeah. The gift that you be to so many. I'm grateful for you. And um, and I hope everybody sort of gets a chance to um, jump on and have a look at some of the B new classes that are around if you're interested. If not, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube. So I'd invite everybody to, like, if you're interested in listening to more or attending anything, please check out the Access website. And um and YouTube. Okay. That's brilliant. Thank you so thank you. Listening, we'll see you next week with another episode of the power of being you. Bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast. If this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?